0: Job chapter 22, verse 21, 22, and 23 then. Let's read verse 21. Acquaint now thyself with him, and be at peace. Thereby, good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, and lay up his words in thine heart. If thou return to the Almighty, Thou shalt be built up, thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. We know the Lord will bless again the reading of his own word, but let's just bow our heads where we are in a word of prayer. Eternal Father, we thank you for the goodly number again that you have brought into the drive-in. We thank you, Father, that this evening, it's such a good evening. Lord, you've not only caused the sun to shine on us, but you've caused your face to shine on us. Lord, we come to Calvary. We come to the cross. We come to the Christ of God. We come to the blood of the Lamb. And we ask you now this very evening, Father, that you would, Lord, speak to every single heart, the saint and the sinner alike, we ask in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that your people that they would be built up upon their most holy faith even challenged. We ask you father that if there's one here who's not saved and Lord that you would speak to them they've been struggling lord and halting between two opinions. We pray or this evening be over lord that you would reach them and save them. Draw them to the cross and let them see their need. Of Christ. If there's one that is backslidden in heart and far away from you, we pray, O oh God, that you would warm their heart and, Lord, draw them home. And Lord, you'd speak to every single one this evening. Father, our aim, our vision, and our goal is to glorify your lovely Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and for him to be seen in him alone, none other but Christ. So, Father, we pray, Lord, even as our faces differ so do our needs, that you would meet each and every one of us and bless your people, Lord, for their willingness and desire to be in this place this evening under the sound of thy word. And we pray, O God, that you would meet everyone and touch them, bless them, strengthen them. Answer prayer, we pray. Glorify your own name. And may the Holy Spirit of God, as has already been prayed, May he come and brood over this place. May he fall upon every single person. And we pray, O Lord, that you would fill us with fire and passion of the Holy Ghost to glorify the Son of God and to exalt him in all we are and all we do. We ask it in the worthy and most precious and almighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In our reading in Job chapter 22, we have in verse 21 the urgency, the urgency. It says, acquaint now thyself with him, acquaint now thyself with the Lord, acquaint now thyself with God. Then in verse 22, we have the necessity The necessity, receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth and lay up his words in thine heart. The necessity is that a man and a woman must receive the Lord, must receive the word of God, must receive the law that is the gospel of grace and understand the word of the Lord whereby a man and a woman must be saved. So herein, is the necessity. And thirdly, in verse 23, we have the security. The security. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. In other words, the words being spoken to us this evening here is that if you come to the Lord, If you turn yourself to him at the calling of his word, at the preaching of the gospel, if you return to the Almighty, he will build you up. That is, he will take the man and woman who are fallen and lift them up. He will save them. He will take them from the dunghill to set them among princes. He will also take you to be able to walk in his ways according to his word, for that word is in your heart. It says, Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. In other words, our homes, our places of work, our very hearts will be changed when we're saved. We're never the same again. I mean, when you're truly saved, When you're blood washed, when you're blood bought, when you're Christ's, you're saved. And that is the security that God seals you with his Holy Spirit of promise to the man and the woman who have come to him at the cross through Christ. So the first one, and we'll mainly stay around the first one just for time's sake. The first one in our reading in verse 21 says, Acquaint now thyself with him. Acquaint now. Here is the urgency for the soul of the man and of the woman to be saved. To be saved. Maybe even there's one here and you're a Christian and you've went cold. Acquaint now thyself with him again. Turn your heart that's been going cold. Turn your heart that's been walking wayward and turn again and make that covenant with the Lord that you will be in that secret place with him, the place of prayer and the place of worship, the place of reading his word, seeking his face, that you will acquaint nigh thyself with him. If you want to know the Lord, you lift up his word if you want to hear the voice of the Lord, you read his word. If you want to know more of Christ, then you take in his word. His word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Have you read the scriptures today, Christian? Have you lifted the book? Have you read about the blood? Have you read about the cross work of Christ? And have you read about his great love for you this day? Have you been in the place where you have prayed and you have been seeking the face of the Lord? Have you closed the closet door and have you sought him this day? Christian, if you haven't, then acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. There's many a Christian whose love life for Christ seems to be almost at a knot. There are many Christians today who claim the name of Christ, but they have fallen out of love with Christ. There are many Christians today who say that they follow Christ, but have not prayed nor read his word, in such a long time. And cannot therefore glorify Christ in their life. Christian. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Because there are many a Christian. Who have no peace in their mind. Nor peace in their heart. Because they have not go- come in recent times to the God of all peace. The God who gave us his word to assure us, to bring security to us, to redeem us, to bless us, and to save us. Christian, will you say now to the Lord, from this moment, Lord, I will come. From this moment, Lord, I will seek. And from this moment, Lord, I will search after you. For he promises, if you seek me, Ye will find me when ye search for me with all of your heart and I will be found off you. The problem with many is they have stopped seeking the Lord, reading his word and praying unto God. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Maybe there's someone here and you're not saved. Maybe there's someone here and you're not born again. You've never come to the cross to know Christ as your Savior, to know him as your Lord. You've never come in repentance and cried for mercy and pleaded the blood and known of the finished work of Christ. And you hear the gospel this evening and you realize I'm not right with Him. I'm not right with God. I'm lost and undone, far away from the fold, dead to God in my sin and in my transgressions. And friend, if that's you tonight, here is the call for you. Here is the urgency. The urgency is a quaint. Now, acquaint nigh thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Will you acquaint yourself in the urgency of the moment? Will you acquaint yourself nigh in the urgency of the evening? Ere this sun goes down in the sky, before we leave this place to go home, before you travel a road you're not promised to reach the end of, will you come to Christ tonight? And will you cry for mercy tonight? Will you plead His blood tonight? Will you get saved tonight? Born again of the Spirit tonight? Washed by faith in the blood of the Lamb tonight? Acquaint now thyself with him herein is the urgency. If I had one pound coin, for in the years of ministry that I have been preaching and speaking to people who have sat with me after tent meeting or after mission hall or after church or in a home, and they've sat there on the fence, They've been halting between two opinions. If I had a pound coin for the, the amount of men and women who sat eyeball to eyeball with me as I told them of the unsearchable riches of Christ, as I opened up the scriptures and spoke to them and preached to them and tried to lead them and guide them to the cross, and all oh, they were so near but yet so far. And then, of course, I leave them or they leave me and off they go into the night without knowing God, without Christ, without hope in the world. And there they go lost as they came to me lost. And there I can do none other and nothing else but point them to the Savior. Point them to the Lord Jesus Christ Who alone can save you? Oh, if I had that pound for every one of them, I would be much better off than I am the saving. Much, much better off. Here I've seen men and women. I've seen them, as it were, squirm under the word of God. I've seen them and I've been held them and spoken to them, shaking and trembling at the sound of the word of God. And they knew within their being. And they knew in their own hearts that they're not right. And they're saying, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll wait for another time. And friend, maybe you're here and you're saying, I'll think about it. I'll wait for another time. Another meeting. Another drive-in. I'll wait till tomorrow. I'll wait till I get home. Friend, I want to tell you, boast not thyself of tomorrow. For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth, saith the Scriptures. Boast not thyself of tomorrow. You're not promised your next heartbeat. God owes you nothing, friend. God owes me nothing. And you're not promised, I'm not promised, our next heartbeat, the next breath in our lungs to inflate with oxygen and air. You're not promised to make it home tonight. You're not promised the next blink of your eye. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day might bring forth. I think of the men and women who have sat upon the fence. I'm not against the Lord, I'm not volatile against the scripture. I'm not against the preaching of the gospel. But I'm just not ready to come. I just don't want to come. I just don't think I need to yield my heart and life to Jesus. Friend, I want to tell you the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 12 tells us. He who is not for me is against me. In other words, there's no fence sitting. There's no side straddling on the fence with Christ. He says you're for me or you are against me. That's his words. That's not my words. And friend, I want to tell you tonight if you're a fence straddler, I want to tell you if you've been sitting there for some time trying to make up your mind, I want to tell you, the fence you think you're sitting on is the devil's fence. The devil owns the fence. Jesus says, he or she that is not with me is against me. In other words, if you're Christ's, you're Christ's. And if you're not, you're not. Are you Christ's tonight? Are you his? I think of Acts chapter 17. The Apostle Paul, he is uh, preaching at Ephesus when he sees the altar to the unknown God and, and, and all the other uh, uh, idols all around e- uh, Athens and there his spirit is stirred and he preaches Jesus and the resurrection. And I think of him when he says in Acts 17 and. It says in verse thirty-two, it says, and some mocked. Some mocked him. Oh, you'll get your mockers, you'll get your scorners, and the unbelievers, and the atheists, and those who hate him, and they hate him and you, Christian. It says, some mocked. Listen, but it says, Another said, We will hear thee again on this matter. We will hear thee again on this matter I want to tell you friend tonight we don't read if they ever heard Paul again on the same matter of Christ him crucified and resurrected I don't know if there were men and women saved I don't know if they ever died knowing Christ saved and blood washed and blood bought I don't know if they ever did but I certainly do not read it King Agrippa hears him giving his testimony of the Savior. He says, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian, Paul. Almost. See, friend, it's almost, but not altogether. Almost. There's many almosts in Ulster. There's many almosts. Almost I got saved tonight, and almost I came to Christ, and almost... I nearly said, I need the Lord. And almost, almost and almost. But it's not altogether. The urgency of the issue is this. Acquaint now. Now is the urgency. Acquaint now thyself with him. I love what the psalmist said in Psalm 39 and verse 7. He says, and now, Lord... What wait I for? My hope is in thee. Notice, and now, Lord, will you say it tonight? Christian, will you say it about your, your prayer life? Seeking the face of the Lord? Will you say it even about taking your stand in these dark days for Christ? The persecution that's coming. Will you take your stand? Will you, will you have your feet firmly upon the rock? Christ Jesus, no matter what comes your way or who's against the Lord, when you take your stand and say, for now, Lord, here's the urgency of the hour. And now, Lord, what wait I for? What are you waiting for, friend? What are you waiting for? For now, Lord, what wait I for? Forget your friends around you. You need saved yourself. Doesn't matter about anyone else. It's you and him. For now, Lord, what will I for? My hope is in Thee. My hope is in you alone, Lord. Oh, friend, I'm aware and I'm conscious that the Holy Ghost is here. And I'm aware and I'm conscious because his word is preached, he's promised. To be there. And so that which is in your soul. That stirring of the mind and of the heart. It's not the preacher. But it's God. The Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Spirit of God. Speaking this evening. And now Lord what will I for my hope. Is in thee the urgency? Is this friend? The urgency is that now acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. In Second Corinthians chapter six and verse two, the urgency continues as the apostle in the gospel or through his letter preaching the gospel tells us, "Behold, now is the accepted time." Behold, now is the day of salvation. Here the apostle again, he he puts the urgency to the hearts of men and women in Corinth and here this evening at the drive-in. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. In 2 Timothy 4 and 6, the apostle is waiting to be put to death. And he writes to Timothy and he says, Timothy, He says, for I am now ready. Notice, I am now ready. Should death come, I'm ready. Should this be the end of my life, I'm ready. Should this be my last moment on earth, I'm ready. Should this be my last evening, I'm ready. For I am now ready for the time of my departure is at hand, he says. In other words, my departure is imminent and it's urgent that I'm ready. I could be speaking to someone that it's imminent. It's urgent that you're ready. The urgency of the call of the word of God. Listen, Psalm 116 and verse 14. Listen to what the psalmist says. I will pay my vows now unto the Lord. In the presence of all his people. I will pay my voice, personal. It's you and God here, friend. It's you and God. I will pay my voice now. Maybe there's someone that's here and you've made a vow to the Lord one time. Ah, you thought God forgot? You thought God had forgotten? If this happens, Lord, I- I- I'll I'll give my life to you. Or if such and such is sick, maybe a child or a parent or someone else is sick, if they're not sick, if they make it, I'll I'll, I'll turn my life over to you. God doesn't make bargains. He saves whom he saves. But nevertheless, uh, you have uh, have made a vow unto God. And tonight God says, I remember that vow. I will pay my voice nigh as the urgency unto the Lord. I will pay my voice now unto the Lord in the presence of all his people. Friend, are you ready? Do you see the urgency? Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. I think of what the Lord calls us to. The grace of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, the compassion of God. I think of it in Isaiah chapter one, in verse eighteen, he says, Come now. That's what he says to you. Come now. Maybe a backslider here, and you've walked away from God for years. He says, I love you, son, I love you, daughter, I love you, child. Come now. Here's the urgency. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. He's not reasoning that you might have your way and he'll have his way and two of you will meet in the middle. No. The reasoning is this, that he will show you that you need him. He will show you your sin and he'll show you where you've went and where you've walked and the things you've done and he'll show you all of it. But in his love he'll show you that he hath made the way for you when he gave his son for you to die for you he'll show you christ and the urgency is come nigh come nigh let us reason together saith the lord oh friend brother sister surely we can rejoice at the goodness of god Surely you and I, as believers, we can rejoice that he loves us so much that even the shepherd with that great crook, as the hymn writer says, when I would wander from the path astray, then he will draw me back into his way. And in the darkest valley, I need fear and oil, for he, my shepherd, will be with me still. Isn't it good to be saved? Isn't it great to know the Lord as your Savior? Can't you rejoice this evening that when the world is carrying on doing what it's doing and when the world is carrying on and all the, the, the trouble that's outside there, all the stuff we see in the news and in social media and, and the world is carrying on in it's sin, dead to Christ, Dead to the gospel. On a broad road to destruction. And oh, he's seen it fit and he deemed it fit to call us unto his Son. To call us unto his Son. And he enabled us to see the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, what a saviour. What a Lord, what a God. Listen to what Jeremiah chapter 26 and verse 13. Listen to what the Lord says through the prophet. Jeremiah 26 and verse 13. He says, therefore now amend your ways. Therefore now amend your ways and your doings. Obey the voice of the Lord your God. And the Lord will repent of him, the evil that he hath pronounced against you. Here the Lord is speaking to the house of Judah in the Old Testament. And here Judah had put idols up. I'll tell you, Judah went into sin. Like their brethren, the house of Israel 120 years earlier, carried away. There they were in sin. They had all sorts of other gods and they became godless. They placed everything before God, everything before His Word, and they even hated His preachers and His prophets. They hated those who brought the Word of the Lord. Friend, I can tell you tonight, 2020, I see it happening all over again. They hate the Lord, they hate His Word, they hate His gospel. And they would kill you and me to get rid of Christ. But I can tell you, friend, they may be able to tear down buildings. They may be able to close our buildings. But they can never, they can never defeat the blood church of Christ. Never. I will build my church, he says, on the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I can tell you, friend, the blood waste of God will go on. The bought blood blood of God are secure. And the redeemed of the Lord are watching and praying and looking and waiting for the coming of the Son of God in the glory of the heavens. And oh, are you ready? Are you saved? Amend your ways and your doings, saith the Lord. Amend them, it means turn from them. Here what they were doing was worshipping everything else putting everything else in place of God until even the temple in Jerusalem was closed. Praise God, he brought a reformer called Hezekiah and he opened the church again. Oh God, will you open our churches again? But will you open them for your glory? Will you open them for your word? And Father, when you open them again? That Christ might be exalted where he wasn't exalted before. That he would be lifted up where he wasn't lifted up before. That Christ would be known where he was never known before. Open the doors, O God. And I pray that you'll be ready, Christian, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. I believe it, I believe it, I believe it that Christ will return, and Christ will come again, and the heavens, the skies shall roll back like a scroll. And the dead and Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. To meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. The redeemed of God. The ecclesia of Christ. Are you saved? Are you saved? The urgency is nigh. The urgency is now, and I pray, oh, Holy Ghost, awaken our hearts, quicken our spirits, and make us alive again. Make us alive unto Christ. Romans 13 and 11 says, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than we once believed. That Christ is at the door. Christ is at the door. And there's many Christians. Many are messing around. Many are bitter and cold and dead in spirit. There's many have thrown out the Holy Ghost many who do not want to know the claims of Christ, but we'd rather do the ritual. The ritual. The church ritual. Friend, I'll tell you this, and I'm closing. I'll tell you this, and I'm closing. If you're trusting in your church, what I mean is if you're trusting in your church because you've been christened or you're trust, trusting... In your church for salvation. Because you go there. You're a good such and such and a such and such and a such and such. Whatever you do or wherever you go. Even if it was our own church. If you're trusting in your church for your salvation. I have something to tell you. You're lost. And you're dead in your trespasses and in your sins. And you'll go to hell. If you're trusting in your church. Which church saves none? Jesus saves, friend. He is the same yesterday, and today, and forever. And only Christ saves, and only Christ can save your soul. Amend your ways and your doings. Turn from your ways. Says, "I repent of the evil that I was going to do unto you, Judah." I'll tell you what he means. You repent doesn't mean to say God has to repent. The idea is, is that which was pronounced, he says, I'll turn it back again. I'll turn it back. Friend, if you're not saved, you'll be lost forever. But if you come to Christ tonight, this is the urgency of it. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. If you come tonight, that evil that hangs over every soul of men and women that are Captivated by the devil. In this present evil age, I can tell you, you can leave these gates tonight saved. You can leave here tonight forgiven. Born again. On the road to heaven and glory. Ready should Christ come or should Christ call at the point of death. If you're not saved will you see us tonight see us tonight as we see the cars going out I ain't going to stand down here I usually do and I wave to people and I'm waiting on you all you need to do is signal to me you want to talk I can't save you but I'll help you maybe you're there and you're with a Christian and you say I want to give my life here in the car now then do it tell the person beside you I want to come to Christ I want to be saved <laughs> I want to be born again But I'll wait down there. If you need me, I'll be standing here. I'll be standing here waiting for you. May God bless you. May God bless his word. Let us pray. Father, we know your spirit is here. We know you are moving in this place. We know and believe that at the preaching of your word, there will be signs following. And we ask you, God, that you'd honor thine own precious word. And Speak to hearts and lives, even someone needing a touch in a special way, an illness or a sickness, Lord, would you reach where they are and, Lord, meet the need. And we pray, O oh God, that you would do a work in every heart. Bless your people, encourage them, challenge them, Lord. As you challenge me, challenge them. As you speak to me in your words, speak to them, O oh God. O oh God, save them. Save them, Lord. And draw the backslider, Lord. Let none leave here without knowing the security that is in your Son. Father, we thank you for all who have come. Thank you for their faithfulness to come. Glorify your name, we pray for Jesus' sake. Amen. Bless the Lord.